0: The Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast dedicated to the radio show-turned-podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. I'm Bobby Pape. Joining me this morning, this not-so-early Sunday morning, from Mm -hmm. Everett, Washington, the Bay City, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Also on the line with us from a uh, Western-themed hotel room in Graham, (laughs) Texas the Bay City, Meredith Mahan. Hello, Meredith. Hello. And I am, of course, coming to you live from my office in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, the Bay City. (laughs) On Saturdays, we bring you an interview with a 10 and a look back at a clip from TVTL history. Christy.
1: Uh, Julie was great. Everyone should listen to it. Uh, Bobcats are not pets.
0: Good synopsis. This is a Monday edition of the show, where we recap the latest week of TBTL that was, and we'll dive in after uh, a little LRB business, and then after our week in review, including our clip of the week, we'll talk about how you can get involved with the show and do a little housekeeping. First, LRB business. Uh, Christy, I believe the first round of stickers have gone out into the world.
1: Yes, and people have started sending pictures. That's what we want you to do is show, send us a photo, either tweet us or put it on our Facebook of where you put your stickers.
0: That's right. The more scandalous, the better. Let's see where those 10 <laughs> and LRB stickers ended up. Uh, yeah. Those stickers help make the show possible. So thank you all for those of you who have purchased them. If you have not yet and you would like to, you can order at littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, I'll also just say very quickly that we had a meetup with the boss tens on Friday and it was a whole lot of fun. Our uh, former boss 10 now Seattle 10, where I think we have a few tens uh, came back out to Boston and we rallied around her at RFO Sullivan for some Chinatown burgers and libations. Uh, we had a great little crew out there and we're going to try to rally the boss tens a little more often from now on. I wanted to mention Every time I've gone out with a group of people, and we probably had about ten or twelve people, when the check came, everybody puts in their bit of money, and then it's always a little bit short, and someone gets screwed. But with the mm-hmm. boss tens, this is the first time this has ever happened to me. The check gets passed around, all the money gets pooled, even after a generous tip. We had forty dollars over.
1: Wow! Nice. So did you take that? Oh, yeah. Did you take Did you take the forty dollars and buy some stickers? Not
0: yet. Uh, Oh. But I was appointed uh, Boss Ten's treasurer, and we now have forty dollars <laughs> in the kitty for the next event. So that was the solution. I, like I was ready to to you know divvy out five bucks a piece or something, and everyone just said no, 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 just just hold it for next time. So we either meet again or I buy some stickers. One way or another,
1: okay. it worked out for me. I like it. <laughs>
0: Uh, With that, we'll get into our week in review, guys. We'll start with Monday, episode number 1952, Sour Milk Grapes. Luke is having a rough day, (laughs) but not as rough of a day, I think, as Andrew is having on Facebook, because his wanting to make a stupid, self-deprecating fat joke caught him up in a Facebook superhero (laughs) forward for the cure Uh, something
2: i think that had more to do with day drinking at a game than his (laughs) desire to make a fat joke yes he did not know what he was signing up for obviously right
0: Uh, well no he didn't read the fine print of facebook that's his fault
1: well i don't understand these facebook advocacy things anyways is that really going to cure okay if people aren't aware of childhood cancer
2: What planet are you living on if you don't know that childhood cancer exists?
1: You don't deserve to be on Facebook. You should just sign out and never go back. And cartoon characters on Facebook doesn't solve or make anything aware except for that you know what a cartoon character is.
0: I should actually say I got caught up in this too. Not the same one. Uh, Someone, a 10... Posted something to Facebook (laughs) about needing advice on how to get rid of foot fungus.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's the worst kind. So they put these stupid things like, I got a speeding ticket because I forgot to wear pants to the store or something like that. And then you comment or you like it. And then all of a sudden they private message you and say, now it's your turn. Exactly. Right. I'm not going to
0: resist the opportunity to... Post a picture of a bandsaw, uh, a hacksaw, and say, take it off at the ankle, which is my solution for that. (laughs) And so, of course, I make my stupid joke. And then, you know, a few minutes later, I get an I'm sorry, friend, followed by paste Mm -hmm. block. And I just, this one was for breast cancer awareness. Didn't we turn the NFL pink for a month for that every year? Yes. So I think we got it covered. If you're not
1: aware that there's something called breast cancer I don't need to know you. Yeah,
0: we've got it. It's a terrible thing. And (laughs) everybody should go make a donation or donate blood or do whatever you can do to help. But uh, not take over my Facebook feed. So I did not post anything about uh, foot fungus or speeding tickets or winning $900 on a scratch-off ticket. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Luke's advice was to just ignore it. That's the same thing I did. I think it's good advice. Yep. Um, speaking of <laughs> Luke and thoughts for Andrew, Luke heard Andrew over the weekend on Cairo doing a spot. <laughs> you would think after that he left, they wouldn't keep using his voice. That's really creepy. Yeah,
2: that's what I think. Or they should pay him royalties. I think that Andrew mm-hmm. said that. Right.
0: <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> yeah right, yeah <laughs> um Luke went all weekend without his cell phone and survived to tell about it sort of sort of um, he had a hard
2: time with this, I think
0: I wanna use this term carefully, homophone what he, he's what the that homophobe
2: mean? of phones. <laughs> <laughs> That was such a tortured analogy on Andrew's part, wasn't it? He was saying that it's it's the people who are, who, who are secretly gay who are the most homophobic. Right. And that somehow translates oh. to Luke, you know, hating on people using their phones all the time, but also being totally unable to function without his phone.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with what Andrew said.
2: Yeah, it was
0: super awkward uh, and forced, but it was amusing. So, yes, I'll take it. Mm-hmm.
1: I had a similar phone issue this week. My My phone was crapping the bed. I needed it to just last until Friday when my new one came. And I get on the bus. I'm going to Jeremy's work, which is in a sketchy part of town. And I needed to be able to call him to let me. The building is locked down. I get on the bus and my phone dies. Like black screen, nothing nothing is working. It's completely fully charged because the thing lost battery so much that I had to keep it plugged into the wall all day anyways. So full charge, the screen goes black. I have no way to get to it. So as I'm driving, I'm look on the bus looking at where is there a pay phone? I'm going to have to get out, <laughs> get change. I don't know his phone number. So I'm going to have to call the one person I know their phone number. She'll never answer the phone and just say, Leave a message and hope that she does it, and say, "Hey, I'm on Lake City Way. T- call Jeremy and tell him to come get me." <laughs> and I get off the bus and I just start pushing the button and yelling at Siri and saying, <laughs> "Call Jeremy! Call!" And you know it's not working, and I just am like screaming at Siri and calling her a bitch. And if finally it starts ringing. And Jeremy picks up and he's like, Hello? And I'm just like on the street screaming into my phone. Come get me. Come get me. So yeah, I know of phone issues.
0: I've been to Jeremy's office and I'm just picturing you standing so you out in the back parking lot throwing rocks at his window or something.
1: <laughs> I didn't know which window was his, that's the thing. And he's always listening to headphones. He never would have would have heard you. Sure.
0: No, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Meredith, this is in your notes, and I can't remember how we transitioned into it, but I want to make sure we get to it, which was the mention of the URL maturelandscaping.com.
2: <laughs> well, Luke was teasing this, and he said this a couple of times, that that it was kind of a throwaway line that they were on their way to look at mature landscaping, I think, mm. and then he's like, oh, we'll talk about this later this week, and of course that didn't, didn't happen, um, but I think he's proud that he's buying large trees. It's expensive to buy oh, large trees. I know. Trees. That's why I think he's proud of it. And yeah. I think that's why he's being coy about it. We wanted to get large trees and we
0: settled on trees that will be large in 20 years because we don't mm-hmm. have that kind of mature landscaping money. Uh, but it did also include a mention of Net Nanny, which made me really happy. <laughs> 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 uh There's talk of the Sunday New York Times, which both Luke and Andrew get, and I've done this intermittently where I'll sign up for the Weekender subscription, and then after six months of piles of newspaper by the door that never get touched, I have to give it up because I just can't handle the waste anymore. But apparently Andrew uses it as a prop, and then when he recycles it, he's got a neighbor who goes through their garbage and recycling every day.
2: Andrew made a comment. Andrew is always trying to be so PC and so inclusive. And he said that recycling is such a big deal there that even businessmen and businesswomen will go through the trash and pull out things to recycle. And my first thought is there is no way in hell any woman in her work clothes is going through anyone's trash.
1: Also, that's really weird and invasive. Yeah, it is.
0: Hey, if, if some procedural crime dramas have taught me anything, it's that when it's in the trash, on the curb, it's fair game.
1: But remember how there was a weirdness about throwing away underwear? And there, someone just did this intricate thing where they put it into cat litter and this whole thing. Well, now I think there might be a thing to that. <laughs>
2: You think people are... Put your New York Times in your cat litter bag. Yes. Absolutely. You know, if if this was happening in Texas, those people would be shot immediately. <laughs> There's no way they would survive
0: right. this. That doesn't surprise me at all. And we're missing the punchline here, which is that the recycler was a woman.
2: <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs>
0: uh, top story from Monday, which they talked about for all of about 30 seconds which is that Airbnb is being abused by a house sitter or house sitters who are renting out the houses that they're sitting and that this is tied to problems with squatters from Airbnb, at least in the case of Andrew's dad and the story that he read.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't see anything wrong with it. You know,
2: <laughs> you're gonna house sit with renting to- out someone else's house. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we know where the problem originates. Christy.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Christy, if I remember correctly, don't you occasionally house it for kind of a hoarder? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine putting that property on Airbnb?
1: Oh, no. Well, if someone wants to pay for that.
0: (laughs) I guess there's someone for everyone. How about it?
1: I would just say, okay, just make sure to feed the dog twice a day, give the medicine.
0: See, you're getting paid twice to have someone else do your job.
1: Well, I don't get paid to oh, okay. watch that house. You're
0: getting paid once to get someone else to do your job. Right. <laughs> um, we got distracted from that top story pretty quickly because Luke decided he wanted to whine about being stuck with lackluster fans
2: for the Seahawks game.
0: I forget, was he actually at a yeah, Buffalo life. Wild Wings
2: or some similar establishment? He didn't say, I don't think, where he went, but it was something like that. Some sports bar. Right. Yeah, that was really, that was amazing to me as, as a non-sports fan. I mean, he's explained to what a fanatic he is before, but Mm -hmm. I can't imagine getting so upset with people who are having other conversations or focusing on something else for a slight amount of time while they're watching a game. So much so that Mm -hmm. he has to leave and go be mad at other people for the same thing.
1: Yeah. Well, and then that kind of bookends later in the week, Andrew talking about people getting mad at him at a baseball game. Right. But Luke famously said he wanted to punch his or fight his three-year-old nephew for talking during a a pizzeria
0: even not at like a viewing party yeah Yeah. but at a place where somebody's doing stand-up comedy in one corner and there's a (laughs) barbershop quartet (laughs) and then there's luke beating up a child (laughs) and then he drops the mic all right enough callbacks um (laughs) go to the email from monday listeners zach had written to Luke on Friday, I believe, before, basically saying, hey, uh, don't shit on the New Colbert show after seeing it for one day, just barely. Like, give it some time to settle in. Luke had fired off a defensive response in classic Luke style uh, and then was not sure how Zach had taken that, but Zach had written back, and we read the reply live and this is teased as kind of a big thing mm-hmm. and it it kind of fizzles. I mean, I think Zach basically says what, yeah, hey, it was kind of meant to be funny and you're kind of a dick. Is that the gist of it? <laughs> I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke is concerned that Zach's message was reasonable, but that his tone was shite in his mm-hmm. email, which is beautiful irony for the rest of this week.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's set the shitey tone for the yeah. rest of the week. Uh,
0: in our no point conversion, we've got more whining. Um, you know, week two was an interesting week in the NFL. If, for me, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Patriots. and I was surrounded by Patriots fans. And it's a game I expected the Bills to lose. And so I just wasn't broken up over it. But no one here could appreciate that I wasn't broken up over it. They all wanted to rub it in, even though I really wasn't that affected. Luke wants to be the guy who wasn't affected by the Seahawks losing to the Green Bay Packers, but he spends far too much time sort of coming up with excuses about it. It did include a good Mark Mm -hmm. Duper reference. That's always nice. Early nineties, uh, Miami Dolphin receiver. Oh, uh, also I am the bills fan that they referenced against mm-hmm. uh, in enemy territory. I was surprised that there was very little talk of the Browns in the no point conversion, considering the Browns had a great game and it should have been a really great day for Andrew. They really didn't get into it very much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we'll go to Tuesday, 1953 Punk double chin, a show title that Andrew is embarrassed that he misspelled when it was posted originally <laughs> to the website. <laughs> yep. Uh, the show opens with Andrew hinting at a, I assume Harry's sponsorship. Uh, talking about how he may need to shave his face hider.
1: Oh, if they get the right, sponsorship, just
0: one of them will have to do the testimony. or Dollar
1: Shave Club, either of those.
0: Yeah, nah, I'm I'm hoping it's Harry's. I just ordered Harry's razors with the gist code, um, mm. just to do my. But is
1: that a
2: requirement of sponsorship? I don't think I don't think Pesca had to shave anything, did he? Pesco's done a
0: lot of spots where he says he shaves like once every two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) But when he Mm -hmm. does, he uses Harry's. It's the most interesting shaver in the world.
2: Yeah. So I think Andrew just wants to shave his face again. Hey, if they can Mm. get some dollars out of it. Sure. Sure.
0: Something about uh, beard shadow, meaning six more weeks of insecurity. I think that was a Luke's (laughs) one. Yes. Uh, And on Luke's side... He's been eating far too much A&W from a combination KFC-A&W. Ugh. (laughs)
1: That
0: sounds like the worst. I know options are probably limited in Bellingham, the Bay City, but...
1: No. No. There's a lot... It's a a little foodie town. He should stop doing what he's doing. (laughs) Just to go to... Casa Que Pasa, right there. Potato burrito. That's where he needs to go. It takes the same amount of time as it does to go to this A&W.
2: Do they not have a taco time there?
1: Yeah, they do. No, what's his problem? I don't know. Who knows?
2: I just love that he talks about how
0: awful the fries are, but he keeps going back. It's a bad relationship.
1: <laughs> it's terrible. Does he like uh, root beer that much?
0: I wonder if he's actually even getting the root beer, because that is the one reason to go to an A&W.
2: Yeah.
0: Or in this case, a KFC A&W. <laughs> yeah. Um. I My notes are a little out of order on this show, because I've been really busy all mm-hmm. week. I know that there was a key to the show about no Pope jokes that got railroaded pretty quickly, uh, which I'm stealing from Meredith's notes, sorry. Uh.
2: Yeah, no Pope jokes, key to the show. And then we just are treated to, what, a half an hour of nonstop Pope, pope jokes. Right. Those are right. hilarious.
0: Well, they weren't all intended to be jokes. They're just painful. <laughs> yeah. I think the laughter might be a little more out of awkwardness than anything else.
1: I would say, realistically, we get four more days of Pope jokes. <laughs> or Pope talk.
0: Uh, before we get to Pope talk, though, we start listening to some Bob Seger, Like a Rock, the uh, number one song for Boner Pills commercials which spills into a conversation about Luke's comment last week in the Cherry 9000 episode
2: 2000 you're adding
0: I'm just looking ahead (laughs) (laughs) the original comment was rooted in a dishwasher overflowing and that Relating to a bodily function. And we, as a podcast family, spent a considerable amount of time trying to find the right term for that. And I believe we settled on
2: RoboJiz, correct? <laughs> yeah. Um, boy, I don't remember. I th- I think yeah, it was RoboJizz. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when
0: he said that last week that we all sort of stopped and said we're pretty sure that's one of the more inappropriate things that's made it into the show in a long time. Just sort of as a an off-the-cuff comment. And uh, he brought it back up, so we get to talk about it, because I think we forgot last week. But that happened. Um, Luke talked about going onto their storage unit and noted that everyone who has a storage unit either has a hobby or is homeless.
2: or is moving is a normal moving person like that that's Mm -hmm. clearly
0: the slim minority
2: because he's talking about
0: people who appear to have set up camp there for one reason or another right well
2: we had a storage unit when we first moved to texas because we were in an apartment we were going from a house to an apartment and um i concur you know it's it's half people who are in the same situation as us and then half people who live in a windowless doorless cabin room Mm mm-hmm so it's a little bit okay. scary. I don't I don't like those places. Every time I, I was pleased that I wasn't murdered from com- after coming back from there. It's a scary place.
0: I hadn't even thought about it, but you're on a storage unit in Texas, which means
2: someday we'll get to see your shit auctioned off on A and E. Well, nah, no, we bought a house and so we got we got to clear it out and I don't have to go there anymore. Which is great. Okay. Oh, congratulations. Uh more s- Intelliges Intelligence. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence.
0: I knew that conversation had continued. To... <laughs> uh, Took me that long to find it. Andrew claims he's never heard the song Hollywood Nights.
2: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Of course he has. Yeah, I think he's
0: seen enough crappy movies to know that the song Hollywood Nights is everywhere.
2: <laughs> it's also the same as Born to Run. Right.
0: No. <laughs> Uh, I oh, I can't remember which one came first now. I went and looked it up because I was curious. Uh, Luke accuses Seeger of stealing it from Springsteen. Yes. And I think he's yes. right, actually. I went and looked, and I'm pretty sure the Seeger song comes out like two years after Born to Run.
2: It was a shocking similarity. I'd never put that together, but it's true. Yeah, me
1: either.
0: Yeah, that's got Tom Petty lawsuit written all over it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Just a quick email from a listener. <clears throat> a quick email from a listener saying that uh, the the boys' Myers-Briggs results and their relationships with their phone make complete sense to them. Um, my mm-hmm. thought with Myers-Briggs has always been that it's a little like a horoscope. Like you read that you're these things and you sort of make it sound like, oh yeah, I guess I am extroverted in that way or oh, I am cautious in that way. I don't know.
2: There's not a lot of um, scientific validity to the Myers-Briggs. Since Mike's not here today, I can uh, put on my scientist white coat.
1: And uh,
2: yeah, there's there's it doesn't mean very much. It's probably about as reliable as a horoscope.
1: Yeah, and someone put in the stents page, I just looked for it, but I can't find it, that said, I don't care what Luke says about the Pope, but him believing in the Myers-Briggs is unacceptable. <laughs> yeah,
2: I agree. I fully agree. <laughs>
0: This episode also included conversation about Brian Williams, who's back in the anchoring chair, or at least doing news again, but now on MSNBC. I haven't actually seen – we don't have real cable. We get a few channels of cable here, but I don't get MSNBC. Plus, I just never turn it off Fox News, so I wouldn't know. But um, (laughs) apparently Brian Williams is back, and he's doing live on the scene and breaking news, which is like the one thing he lies about the most.
2: But he won't have time to formulate a story. He won't be there, right? He won't be going to the things. Okay, that's how. That's what I took from it. He'll be. He'll be chained to his desk in the studio.
0: <laughs> we will get our contract money out of you, Brian Williams. All right.
1: Well, maybe they should put like some kind of dog collar that shocks him, and every time <laughs> he lies, they just kind of shock him.
0: Oh, I just in this age of reading most of my news online. Do we need a Brian Williams? Like just eat the loss and move on. I I always thought he was a really good anchor. I enjoyed his delivery and presentation, but I'm not going out of my way to watch the NBC Nightly News.
2: No. Me neither. No. I, he's so charismatic and he's so funny. Yeah, I love you know, him, every time but... he was on the Daily Show he was so great. Yeah. But
1: I don't really Saturday Care. Night Live, he was hilarious. Doesn't... My
2: favorite Brian Williams moment
0: is just an off-the-cuff thing. I was watching the Today Show randomly one morning, getting ready for work or something. This was years ago. And they're doing some sort of stupid fitness segment, so all the hosts are on, like, ellipticals. And Brian Williams just does a walk-on <laughs> eating a donut. <laughs> and just, like, walks up to each of them and is just like, hey, how's it going there? And then takes a bike out of this donut and walks to the next person. <laughs> what? And I'm just like, oh... You were just in the building and thought, I'm going to go be a dick on national television <laughs> to my colleagues. I bet He's he doesn't have the funny. clout to do that right. anymore. Right, yeah, I don't think so. No. it's unfortunate. Uh, Naruto, the monkey photographer?
2: Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> What's a monkey going to do with a bunch of money? Yeah. Banana? They'll probably just eat it. Yeah. Buy bananas with it.
0: <laughs> I don't really have anything to say about that. I just... You know, it is what it is. I mean, people have co-opted this monkey's existence to try to prove a bigger point that has nothing to do with monkeys. And, eh, photo rights. Eh. Um, I think I forgot the context for the honky grandma. Uh,
2: It was a throwaway Hello, line. Andrew had sent him a picture earlier. They were, talk- I think, back talking about the phones and how Luke never responded to his picture that he oh, sent. right. And it was a picture. He just found an old picture of Luke interviewing this old lady. And it looks so sweet. She looks so nice. And then it turns out she's super racist. Right.
0: Right. And that's the picture of Luke's Chani double chin Mm -hmm. from the title of the show.
1: Yeah. I also love that that Andrew just wrote, are you guys still in touch? Yeah. (laughs) I want to be text friends with Andrew. I think that he's probably pretty hilarious in between Minecraft <laughs> games.
0: Just, just bombard him with messages until you. Well, I'm a, I'm not gonna assume you have his number.
1: Oh, I do. I do have his number because remember the time he called okay.
2: me. <laughs> I think you can become text oh, friends with Andrew.
1: Oh no, oh no, that just made me really nervous. Just the thought of that. <laughs>
2: Uh, there was also a little bit of Pope
0: talk on Tuesday's show. I, oh, I don't remember. What? Yeah. yeah. Huh? We had a conversation before Someone we went call. on today. Yeah. Clearly, this has been hashed out really clearly. Um, let me do a sentence on it. Luke has uh, a poorly formed opinion that I may or may not agree with to a certain extent about the Pope being held in unreasonably high regard for a religious figure. Um, his original opinion spiraled into him talking out of his ass for a while to the Mm -hmm. point where even people who might've agreed with him at the beginning of what he was saying just found it obnoxious at the end. And as mentioned later in the week, he is going to get a slow drip of what was the term? A slow drip of hatred pointed at him for months Mm -hmm. now because of this as people hear, Mm -hmm. um, The only note I want to mention is that at some point Luke mentions that this pope is DTF.
2: (laughs) That's my favorite part. (laughs) I don't think he knows what that means. I don't either. (laughs) Because Andrew didn't say anything about it. It just like went by.
0: No big deal. Once in a while Luke will throw out a down to clown.
2: Yeah, that mm-hmm. would have been a lot more appropriate. I'm not sure. With the vow of celibacy, he's probably
1: right. not DTF. It's, he's literally not f <laughs> He's not allowed
2: to be yeah. DTF. Uh, is
0: the Pope still in the U.S.? Because that would be a Tinder page.
2: I, I believe he's, he's in Philadelphia. Today. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, so that just shows us how much misunderstanding Luke has about the Pope (laughs) in that one he doesn't even understand
0: that the Pope isn't getting it on (laughs) right no Uh, if you listeners Wagoneers if you really want us to hash out Pope talk let us know and maybe we'll put out something extra about it but honestly Luke shot his mouth off pissed a bunch of people off and we're moving on that happens like twice a year Mm -hmm. so we're good
1: Yep. yeah
0: I'm tired of yeah. it.
1: Yeah, I-, I was more mad when he talked shit about Green Day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On a Wednesday, 1954, we got to call the aquarium or something. <laughs> Peter Griffin goes for a boat ride.
1: Yeah. Did you understand what these guys were saying? This is your neck I of the woods, practice Bobby.
0: I translating. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: The Boston Aquarium is actually kind of a big deal, so... Maybe that makes sense to them, that they'd be the people to talk
2: to.
1: (laughs) I have a question. I just want you guys to say fake or real.
2: Oh, totally real. Real. real.
1: Real. I have a
2: friend who lives on Cape Cod, and I honestly was like, huh, I wonder if he went for a boat ride (laughs) recently. Like, he sounds exactly
4: (laughs) like that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, I
0: think, you know, this guy was excitable, obviously. Um, I think it just would have been hard to fake. I mean, you would have... To me, this was most comparable to the foamers. We remember TBTL went through a long mm-hmm. phase of loving the train right. foamer guy. And he's mm-hmm. clearly overacting.
2: But yeah.
0: there's a seed of truth to that because he genuinely sought out a train.
2: You know, I also so went was... to and looked at this guy's Facebook page because his it's credited under the, under the photos. And mm-hmm. every one of his posts... Reads exactly how he talks out loud. He doesn't spell anything correctly. It's all like F-U-K apostrophe N, this and that. Um, and he's just so delighted that everything is going fucking viral that uh, oh, I think yeah. this okay. is real. I think it's real. It's real. Yeah. No, this is.
1: So it's more like the triple rainbow <laughs> than the former
0: Exactly. I. I, okay. if we can, I should try to find this guy. I'm close enough. I don't know where he lives, but...
1: Yes, get him on the show. <laughs> oh,
0: I bet he'd do it. I bet he would do it, yes. He'd probably do everything that's coming his way. This guy's yep. going to have a book deal in no time. Mm-hmm. Stories of a... Hopefully of a they don't will. edit it. Right, hopefully they don't edit it. <laughs> uh, Luke is feeling the wrath of Tuesday's backlash. Again, he's going to be hearing that for months. Andrew can't sleep. Um, not because of insomnia, <sighs> but just because he likes to stay up and
2: not sleep, (laughs)
0: he's feeling groggy. That's not not being
2: able to sleep. That's just not wanting to go to bed. Right. Right. Uh, We
0: get Pope talk redux. Um, At the moment when we would expect Luke apology, he doubles down on his obnoxiousness, (laughs) uh, which is the Luke we know. So sure. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Uh, he tried very hard to to talk his way out of out of saying he was mean, but without actually apologizing. I did make one note, which is that he does say sorry in about twenty five minutes in. <laughs> it's kind of buried in there. Um, I think the takeaway from Wednesday's Pope talk is that uh, that Barry
2: is who we should all be looking out for. the magic teddy bear who loves us
1: that was pretty funny i'm gonna have to give him that (laughs) i don't know i feel like this is
2: an that's an argument i heard in about seventh grade from my friends who were starting to question religion
1: true but it is legitimate oh sure
2: (laughs) i found
0: a picture of a pope teddy bear
1: Oh my gosh, oh, that has to be the I show just picture. And I tweeted
0: it at Luke earlier this week and all he wrote was, can you see me now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Andrew, for his part, just wants to make sure that TBTL is comfortably listenable. Uh, he's not opposed to people having opinions and Luke shooting his mouth off, but you know he doesn't want it to be so abrasive that people just stop listening to the show. And that's his inner producer mm-hmm. coming out. And yeah. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. And in fact, in this episode... Um, he sort of calls out Luke a little bit, which he wouldn't normally do very much. In um, firing emails back off to people, uh, quickly, hastily, with poor spelling, um, Andrew compares Luke to Golfman, which was a reference we haven't heard in yes. a
1: while. Yeah. And that was perfect.
2: Ya douche.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
2: think it's important for Andrew to kind of counterbalance this, this mm-hmm. kind of asshole tone that's been going on.
1: And to keep saying, and I believe everything you're saying. Yeah, right. I and he but does. He totally agrees with to, him. He's
2: just his right. tone is shite.
1: Right, and it's kind of like me. If you want to believe in a Jesus or a magic teddy bear, that's on you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The do whatever you want. Just like don't eat meat or or eat meat or or whatever. Just don't impede me. Like don't leave us. Out bring of it. it on to me. Yeah. Okay. So Andrew has much more mature thought out beliefs on this.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think
1: And I think that that also comes from how they were I raised. Think Luke
0: just fired off a little pot. And I actually had notes in yesterday I didn't actually say but when when Luke says the word dumb on Tuesday, which was the real touchdown, mm-hmm. the real twist of the knife for a lot of people. Andrew's immediate response is literally, quote, wow, that's a hot take, man. I mean, he was <laughs> just amazed that Luke had said it. And uh, and I think part of it is just Luke not wanting to backpedal. Like, Luke just didn't want to come out and say, yeah, I was a little worked up yesterday. I, mm-hmm. I said more than I should have, you know, heat yeah. of the moment stuff. Uh, and I want to mention, before we get too much further, for listeners who are not fans of or don't remember the older shows or weren't listening back when Golfman was a thing. Your douche was a quote.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll have to get someone on the Saturday shows to help hash out Golfman At some point, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll go to the top story, which is the Boston fisherman video. I went and watched the video a couple of times. It's, it's near perfect. And I could, I couldn't be fake because you can't just go find a sunfish like that and, you know that was a fairly rare occurrence.
2: Yeah, I've spent a good deal of time in the Atlantic, and I've never seen something like that. Yeah, that was a crazy-looking fish. I've been on whale watches, several whale watches, like Andrew. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that.
0: I wouldn't know if it's a a baby whale or a tuner bro.
2: <laughs> How could you know? I mean, right?
0: Could be anything. <laughs> it's hurting. It's dying. We got to eat it.
2: Some good meat on that thing. Right. It needs help.
0: Andrew compares this asshole to Edward R. Murrow.
2: <laughs> what?
0: You know, Edward Armuro reported from the rooftops of London during the London bombing. And did a lot of sort of just talking about what he sees. You know, he's kind of the Randy Newman of great reporting. And... <laughs> To compare this guy to that, just sort of continual dialogue of what he sees, they they couldn't be more different, but I appreciated the analogy. (laughs) Um, God. If you haven't gone and watched the video, everyone, go watch the video. Uh, All you have to do to find it is go anywhere online.
2: Yep. Yep. And, you know, I was, I was concerned about that fish. I was like, I hope it isn't actually hurt or dying. And so I did a little bit more research and I guess it was perfectly fine. It was, that's just how they swim. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hmm.
2: I was, that was my main concern. <laughs> Is that fish really dying? So I guess it's okay that they didn't hook it. Yes. I was glad <laughs> they didn't hook it.
0: Uh, in other top stories, the the Volkswagen CEO quits. Um, but not just any CEO.
2: A CEO with a great name. (laughs) Professor, Dr. Martin Winterkorn.
1: And I looked it up and he literally is a professor and a doctor. That's why he's called that. It isn't just some kind of German thing. So
2: wait, he's a physician. He has a PhD. Well, I don't know. Does he have a, (laughs) does that require two titles? Like in here, it's just, you call him either one,
1: either one, right.
2: Uh, Sam
0: works with a a doctor doctor, and we don't call him that, but I wish we did because he's he's a PhD MD.
2: Yeah, that's oh. what should require a professor doctor. Doctor doctor. 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 Get doctor double credit. <laughs> uh, I also.
1: I know I know someone who's a chiropractor, and he makes his grandchildren call him Doctor Grandpa. <laughs> wow. I wish it wasn't true, but it's true.
0: Uh, I work with someone who I hope never hears this, uh, a freelance client of mine who has an honorary PhD. Oh, no. No. I, no, I already hate this story. I, I agree already hate with it. you. And every few months we have this conversation about whether or not he should be calling himself doctor. Nope. And I no. say no. Mm-mm. And he just does it anyway. Hey, I'm only a consultant. You can't pay me to make your decisions. You can only advise. Right. Oh, uh, yes, Dr. Vintercorn. I hope he lands somewhere on his feet.
1: I had a I had a one of these cars, the one of these TDIs.
0: Oh. So you have been uh lying to the world about your emissions.
1: Yeah, and I don't care because I got 60 miles to the gallon. <laughs> So they can suck it. Also, what the funny part is, I you don't have to get you don't actually have to get an emissions test for the first five or six years. So I never had to get one, okay. anyways.
0: Uh, we got a voicemail from a listener who does the entire TBTL <laughs> intro in a southern accent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it seemed a little bit affected. A little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I think. But it was very entertaining. It could have been
0: worse. Like, it could have been one of us pretending to do a southern accent. Ugh, and it, and yeah, it wasn't no. that overwhelming level of stereotype. So, it was fun. I hope people keep them coming. I don't I don't think I have an accent, so I don't think there's any value in me taping a TBTL intro. But I hope that people with, with cooler, different accents keep doing it. Because it's just fun. It's light. I like it. Okay. Uh, and... Wednesday is also when Andrew mentions that he was insulted by people sitting behind him at a baseball game (laughs)
2: because he wouldn't shut the hell up. (laughs) I don't know. I've had that thought once or twice. About Andrew. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hey, guys, uh, where does the king keep all his armies? Where? In his Uh... (laughs) (laughs) sleeveys? Oh, Andrew.
2: Good dad joke.
0: <laughs> See, without Mike here, someone has to steal jokes, but I'm going to steal them from Andrew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got a Thursday,
0: 1955. Uh, can I get a pronouncer on the county name, Christy? Is it Whatcom?
1: Whatcom. Whatcom. Turned
0: down for Whatcom?
1: <laughs> that was hilarious. I, or we could call it Wat Robot Jits. <laughs> mm. Whatever you pick.
0: Sure. What artificial
2: intelligence.
1: Intelligence. Right. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry,
2: right. Aiden. I'm really sorry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, just
2: blanket. We're sorry, Aiden.
1: Don't. Yeah, don't Google anything we nope. say <laughs> ever.
2: <Nope. laughs> Lucas in Chicago.
0: Um. And it's. Bay City. The Bay City. Right.
1: <laughs> or is what was I saying? Beantown. Beantown. Uh, yeah people
2: corrected you on that they were not pleased
1: well that's that's the funny part so we i saw the bean and i said jeremy take a picture because i have a really funny thing i want to put on facebook and so i did it and then i'm like who's going to be the first a-hole that that um correct <laughs> um, and then just Boston. sat back yeah just sat back to do it and it was a uh, jeremy's happened. mom <laughs> jeremy's mom was the first one no and then really yeah no. and then we just kept it going so, so <laughs> We just were like Motor City. The, um, <laughs> my favorite was Mike McCauley of the Chicago Ten. Said it's the that a Green Bay is the Big Apple because it's bigger than nearby Appleton, <laughs> <laughs> and it was driving some people insane. It's like it's in someone's DNA that they cannot not correct.
2: Right. Yeah, this has and, been a big week for sharpshooting.
1: I know. Well, the funny part is. Every time he says Bay City, I would just laugh because I knew I knew that people and the more that people said, it's not Bay City. Look, it's this. I was just getting. And finally, someone said, he's trolling you. And I I would sometimes just say, he's fucking with you. Stop. Just stop. (laughs) It's feeding to it. But he's right. I mean, it's The, the hippie population there. I made a note when I went there to college. My dad came to visit and at the time there were there was this public space that was maybe 20 by 20 feet. It was a terrible space and they had decided that they were going to put a parking parking lot in it, which is we we're definitely lacking parking spaces in Bellingham. And these hippies decided that they wanted a public park in this space and decided to sleep in this space and there was people suspended by a wall just staying there for weeks to try to get it so it didn't turn into a parking lot. And we go and pull into downtown and my dad sees this protest and he goes, where the fuck are you going to school? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Aiden. laughs> but that's exactly what it is. And Luke's right. Some dumb hippie probably painted on the side of a wall this motto that doesn't make any sense about the city. And now that's supposed to be the, the motto.
0: I don't know. I think we could be the podcast of subdued excitement. (laughs) I love it. Uh, There was just a nice, classic TBTL, tangent-filled, stray set of conversations going on in this episode. We start with the conversation about Andrew being the prince of the power of the air. (laughs) Which drifts into drops from So I Married an Axe Murderer, Mm
3: -hmm. which leads
0: to a conversation about the soundtrack of So I Married an Axe Murderer, uh, as delivered by the Columbia House Club. (laughs) (laughs) I totally did that as a kid.
2: Oh, I think we all did, didn't we? That was our first Mm -hmm. experience with ruined credit. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I remember taping a penny to a postcard. Mm
2: -hmm. And I was...
0: (laughs) far too young and i think one of the first cassettes i got was the sounds of the olympics
2: well it was a cassette so yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and there remember there were those cheap cassettes they weren't even like real ones and you could push the middle window thing in because it was a f- really cheap film doesn't it remember that
0: no. it sounds
2: like your standard oh. single the ones that just kind have a little of. bit of tape—they're like for a one song or something.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the window where you could see the the tape where where it was—if it was rewound or not—a yeah. little window. On a normal cassette, it was hard; you couldn't push it in. But on these Columbia House ones, you could push it in and actually like destroy the tape by pushing right, really it was hard. Just
0: a piece of like cellophane instead of a piece of like, right. hard plastic.
1: Right, right.
0: We get a conversation about recasting Amy McDowell in Groundhog Day.
1: In everything. She's the worst. Yeah, she really is. Oh, she's terrible. Uh, I believe Jen had a whole rant. If anyone can get me to that that episode, she talked about how she's the worst. (laughs) How she ruins everything.
0: Well, Nancy Travis is the actress who suggested for this. And I'll note that Mike's been very busy all week. And put almost nothing on the wrong sheet, but did go out of his way to write, Nancy Travis, meow.
1: <laughs> She's pretty great. Yeah. yeah.
0: I believe he also posted a picture of her to the Stens page at some point this week. Yeah, he did. Um, have you had a chance to think about this? Who would you recast in Groundhog Day as the frazzled TV producer? Andrew
2: with a wig on. Ooh.
1: Ooh. I vote. I I vote Nancy Travis.
2: Yeah, she's yeah. great.
1: I think we should just any movie that Andy McDowell's in, we just put Nancy Travis in because of the same age.
2: And Nancy Travis can act. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would
0: be great for the career of Nancy Travis too. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. to say that she needs the help. What's she been Although, up to lately? Although, I'm looking now. She currently stars as <laughs> Vanessa Baxter in the ABC comedy series Last Man Standing.
1: Oh, right. That's a thing? Yes.
0: I don't even own a TV. That's not true. I have a TV. I just don't watch it. <laughs>
1: that's, the, that's the... You need to watch the show if you're not watching it. You need it. to watch Is
2: Last Man Standing? I've never heard
1: yeah. of it. Yeah. It's that one where the guy... Um. Wait. Oh... I just totally lied. Don't watch the show. It's terrible. <laughs> You're
0: thinking about Last Man on Earth, aren't you?
1: Yep. That's uh, what I'm thinking. Different. This is a show with Tim Allen. Do not watch oh, that. Oh,
0: no. God.
1: I just Googled it, and I'm like, Nancy Bobby Travis. would totally be Last Man on Earth. Nope. Nope. Don't watch it.
0: I had no idea Home Improvement was still on TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually, so when I heard that I was driving Friday morning, And I I quickly fired off a tweet. My thought was that Catherine O'Hara actually would make an excellent choice for that. She's a couple Mm. years older than Amy McDowell. And she had just come off of Home Alone because this was like 1993 or something. And I -hmm. I love, I mean, of course, everyone loves Home Alone to a certain extent. My problem with Home Alone is that Catherine O'Hara doesn't get to be funny. Like,
2: yeah, she's terrible right. in that movie. Right. And
0: she's really funny, but like she probably makes more money off of her not great performance in those movies than she does in anything else she was ever in.
2: Yeah. And but she would be a great producer. She's got the um she really pulls off the uh the shoulder pads. Right. Serious mm-hmm. serious 90s shoulder pads. I think she could do that. She could definitely. What
1: about a Meg Ryan? Interesting. What no. was she
0: doing in the early 90s? What would that be in the middle of for her?
1: Everything with Tom Hanks.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. going to say Sleepless right. in Seattle. Maybe a Or little...
1: this lady. What's her name? Um, sorry. The the um, mom from um, Back to the Future.
0: Everybody's... Leah
1: Thompson. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, we can come up with a list for this. Uh, Janine Garofalo okay. is just like three years too young. Because she didn't hit yeah. Saturday Night mm-hmm. Live until like 1994.
2: Can you see her as a love interest for Groundhog Day? No. (laughs) I mean, for anyone but Andrew.
1: Now, now, Janine Garofalo now with Bill Murray? Yes. Yes. Then
0: no. no. Mm -hmm. Speaking of awkward love interests, Luke mentions the movie My American Cousin, which I've (laughs) never seen. I looked at the poster, (laughs) though, and it's the cousin in like a convertible... Uh, uh, that's it that's all it's got I think he brought it up purely for an Arrested Development tie-in and I laughed
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, also makes a note about the Pope's plane windows being open kids can't, can't stop with the Pope talk this week um, I put a message on Facebook asking will the pilot if that was a good idea or not and uh, he said no so there you go uh, Luke also has created a What's being called the Zen playlist, but when they mentioned it, I wrote down Haters playlist because he's using it to block out the haters.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: where he's just trying to center himself with Spotify and
2: songs that sound like Gregorian monks chanting to distract yeah. him from religion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our top story. Uh the guy who invented the bagel making machine has died, and also the folding ping pong table.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I was eating a bagel from you mean a bagel a bagel, bagel mm-hmm. boggle i was I had to drive Sam to work Friday morning, kind of out of my way, but the only reason it's worth going to Fall River, Massachusetts is they have an amazing New York style bagel place. And so I I, uh, just have one of those moments, like when Luke says someone's listening to this on a treadmill and you're on a treadmill, Mm -hmm. or you're listening Mm -hmm. to this in 2035 and it's 2035. Uh, I was eating a bagel that I went out of my way for because they make good traditional style bagels when they said this. Uh, I don't know that there's much commentary here other than, yeah, good bagels are great and bad bagels are terrible. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I used to be a bagel baker.
0: Of course you did.
1: And, and it was, we had Brooklyn style that we were called Mikey's Brooklyn bagel. And, um, so I know what he's talking about. Yes. It has to be boiled. Yep. You have to I'm boil not sure the bagel. I've never had a
2: real bagel before. Oh,
1: <sighs> late. We have
2: to mail you a bagel. We need
1: well, to. Well, I'm going
2: to a Jewish wedding in a couple months. Is it a breakfast wedding? They
1: might have bagels.
2: Well, no, I'm invited to a, there's a thing afterwards in the, the next day in the morning, like a breakfast oh, brunch kind go. of thing. And um I was specifically told there'd be locks. So I think oh, I think yes. I'll have my chance then.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the best is chewy on the outside, a little crunch, chewy, yeah. The this basically the what this guy did, which is ruin life by his bagel <laughs> machine, is just a it's basically wonder bread that has a shiny outside. So the only reason to eat that kind of bagel is if you like cream cheese.
2: Because that's all you taste, is cream cheese. Mm -hmm. It's just a cream cheese delivery system.
1: Yep, exactly.
2: Do you think he redeemed himself by inventing the folding ping pong table?
0: Sure. I was just about to ask the same thing. Of course he did. I always wanted one and (laughs) have never had one.
1: (laughs) Plus, it's such a great uh, scene in Forrest Gump when he's playing ping pong versus himself. Yeah. Nobody? No, I'm with you yeah <laughs>
2: okay <laughs> i'm not editing in crickets so sorry <laughs> <laughs> i was just trying to think if that would exist without the folding ping pong table right you'd have to push a regular ping pong no. table up against a wall
1: forrest gump himself would not exist true without true. that folding okay
0: got it good point um on to cheese moldy moldy cheese Apparently cheese mold is mutating way too fast and is eventually going to take over the world in some sort of artificial
2: cheese
1: business. Good one. I'm for that.
2: What was the danger here? I don't understand what the problem is. It'll blow your hair back.
1: I guess so. (laughs) It's, It's just so, okay, don't think about it. If you like it, eat it. There's a lot of weird things that people eat Including anything that comes from an animal If yeah. you think about that It's gross yep. I think they just did it because Andrew hates cheese so much mm-hmm. So they had to have this salacious cheese story It just made me hungry How
0: much would you donate to the next TBTL-a-thon To get to slap Andrew with a craft single Like Thieves did
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like when he, he just threw away line We almost broke up <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can that be on the next tour to terrible?
1: Yes. We all get to slap him just with a it. Oh, of
2: I love craft that. single <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um Luke has ongoing issues with housekeepers at every hotel he stays at. And my primary thought has always been
2: just tell him you don't want the room made up today. I go days. Day yeah. No, it's time because he's hotel.
1: extending it.
2: He it's he's supposed to be vacating the premises, and he won't. Oh, right, so he's squatting like an Airbnb He stays
1: person. hours. Mm-hmm. He stays hours after the closeout time.
0: Well, then he needs to rent the room for another
2: night.
1: Well, he won't. Well, we we have this real life might be happening to us live on the air, right, Meredith?
2: Yes, I am <laughs> in a Western themed cabin at a resort in Graham, Texas, the Bay City, and my checkout time was half an hour ago, and I'm pretending yeah, so we might. that the rules don't apply to me.
1: Yeah, just, like, Luke, just be really quiet. Go into the bathroom.
2: Don't answer the door when they knock. They're going to yep. lasso you out of there. Yep. hmm They have longhorns here. I'm a little afraid.
1: Yeah. I mean, they shoot to, what is it? They shoot first, ask questions later. Yep. In Texas. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: At least he still had time to do his Garrison Keillor for us.
2: You mean his Bill Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded exactly it's like Bill Clinton. The it sounded it's nothing it. like Garrison Keillor. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's one and the same. He has about three impressions that he does uses for universally. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's been a while since Which it, is more than I can Casey do. Casey Kasem has come out. We're overdue for Casey Kasem.
1: Oh, I love yeah. his Casey Kasem. Mm-hmm.
0: Friday, 1956, Bannigan, Burbank. He is in Portland, the Bay City. And recognizing the fact that he may have picked up some new listeners from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, encourages them all to go back and start at
2: episode number
1: one. (laughs) And send us a message so that you can get in on the archive project.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll put you to work while you're going back in
0: time editing. (laughs) I've always enjoyed this. Whenever he's traveling to be on Wait, Wait or somewhere else where he'll have massive exposure, the shows get really punchy or there's a best of. It's not a usual TBTL because he's busy. And that's the first show people end up hearing. Um,
2: right. This was a great show, though, I thought. It was a
0: good show. And, you know, we went, I had the TENS meet up that Friday afternoon, going around the table asking everyone how they found out about TBTL. Wait, Wait's the number one answer. And so maybe it's a good thing. Maybe this is the sweeps episode that pulls people in. This podcast product.
2: Processed (laughs) podcast product. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Uh, Andrew tells us about his weekend plans. He's going to go to the moon fest because there will be a monkey.
2: Yeah.
3: I'd go.
0: Absolutely. It might might be in Chinatown or it might be in Little Tokyo. He's a racist and he's not sure which. Yeah. Uh, But if he's in Chinatown, Luke suggests that he goes to get the slippery shrimp at Yang Chow's.
1: And Bobby Googled it, and it sounds awful and looks delicious. It looks
0: amazing. Mm -hmm. I would eat that slippery shrimp all day long. Mm Hmm. I just wanted to get that in the clear, so someone can cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Andrew talks about how he hates making plans with friends that don't include an activity, which made me think of that clip from Curb where Larry's talking about how karaoke is another great thing to do because there's nothing to do at night.
2: Bowling, karaoke, that's about Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Andrew agrees. Yeah. He said bowling too. Exactly.
1: I I agree. There has to be some kind of activity or thing we're going to do.
0: The problem is there is an activity but it's called An Unhealthy Level of Drinking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We do that, but we wrap it up with trivia. That's usually how we interact. Right, exactly.
1: (laughs) See, I'm into the trivia.
2: Well, I
0: appreciate that, Mm guys. Luke does a plug for Livewire. All sorts of guests coming up, including but not limited to a Juggalo.
2: I'm so
1: excited.
2: I'm definitely, I can't wait for this one to come out.
1: Yeah, Lin Pham posted a picture.
2: He had a great mohawk, this Juggalo. Like yeah, a green one. I can't wait.
1: Huh.
2: This is going to be great. An unironic, sincere interview
0: with the Juggalo. I'm, I'll look forward to that. I get in and out on Livewire. I don't listen to all of them. Uh, it's sort of in my rotation when I get to it, when I have extra time in the week. Uh, but that's definitely one that I'll tune into. Um, Did anyone we'll listen to the one with Jen?
1: No, not yet. I haven't. I can't figure out is which it, one um, it is. Yeah, me neither. I, I, it I is. It's thought I
0: saw someone post that it was out. So maybe we'll... They
1: did, but I can't figure it out. Try
0: to recap that for next week. I don't know either. Um, this is when Luke mentions that he's going to get a slow drip of hatred in response to his Pope talk because people are time banditing mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our top story from Friday is that the happy birthday song is officially, at least pending legal appeals. Mm-hmm. Now, in the public domain, so we do not have to play, pay rights to play or perform the happy birthday song.
2: That's yep. good, I guess. Yeah.
0: Are you making a documentary anytime soon about somebody's birthday? <laughs> well,
2: well, I, I was just... planning on it.
1: Cause... I just think that public happy birthday songs, especially in chain restaurants, should be banned anyways.
2: <laughs> Agreed. Whether it's you know, real happy birthday or some mm-hmm. made-up dumb
1: right. song. Right. Uh,
0: so one of the places I host trivia at, I've got a team on Monday nights who seems to have had a birthday every week for the last five months or so. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not enough of them for that to be mathematically possible. To the point where the staff is just kind of really half-assed it. And they just sort of swing over there and they say, Oh, because they get a free so dessert. Do they do
2: the song there? Oh.
0: They yeah. just do. They just do happy do they get birthday. A... They're rebels. Uh, they
1: Do they get a free dessert? Is that what the deal is? I...
0: I don't remember if it's actually a free dessert or if it's just like an extra little something.
1: They're probably mm-hmm. just
2: trying to embarrass their right, friends. Right, exactly. And
0: they do it over and over again. Over and over. Mm-hmm. And it went from the first time being the big to-do where the whole staff comes over and they march out and sing and there's a candle. And then now it's just sort of like the one waitress and whoever else is in the section comes over and drops it on the table. It's like, happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> I approve yeah. of that. Um, you do have to be careful about that, though. This was a little technical, but Andrew got talking about how it probably technically counts as a public performance. And so you have to pay ASCAP and BMI fees on stuff like that. It's actually totally true. That's a little close to my day job, but um, I have done far more ASCAP paperwork in the last few years in my day job based on public performance fees. Uh, You can make a lot of money there. If you own a song that gets played a lot, Um, I'm surprised it was not more than $2 million a year for happy birthday.
2: Me too. I guess I thought it was going to some family or something, and I was a That's little bit I like, that oh, I bet too. they're bummed. But it's just some big company.
0: Right. Some mm-hmm. big company that so I don't care. tried to claim they owned it. Right. I feel like the real top story from Friday is that Luke thwarted a criminal, or yeah. a stoner, mm-hmm. at least. Yep. Uh, skateboard, Mountain Dew. Uh, doesn't seem like a mastermind criminal, but he was peeking in windows. But the
1: fact that they ran means that they were up to no right, good. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it, they ran away in a Mercedes? Right? Uh no, that's a no, that's the... the guy
0: who Luke first thought was the authorities. Okay. And then it was just a guy in a
1: suit.
2: I was going to say <laughs> yeah. if someone in the Mercedes is trying to rob cars, something's going on.
1: Right. He's
2: <laughs> just looking to upgrade his stereo. It's all right. Yeah.
0: Um we get to an email from listener Bob Stein about bagels so great (laughs) yes bob stein jewish no shock uh talks about his experience with bagels first as a jew who had great bagels as a kid and then learning about the real world the rest of the world where the bagels are terrible Mm -hmm. and this i believe you've waited long enough wagoneers Is our clip of the week. So let's take a listen now to Luke and Andrew role playing, reenacting Bob's family interactions over bagels. Here I go once again with the email every week. I hope that it's from a female. No, man, it's not from a female.
3: The first one is from listener Bob. Guys, loved the bagel discussion. I'm not even going to be able to get through this email, Andrew. i good. I'm so that was inside good. my own head on how I pronounce
4: that word. Here, every time you pronounce it right, I'll give you a little. I'll give you a why little bell. Why don't you? No.
3: Why don't you just read it? Will you just read the email? Do you have I, it? In front yeah, of you? I
4: do. Let me. Uh, let me get in here. Okay. Let me make sure that I have the whole thing. Guys, love the bagel discussion. I'm going to bell myself too. Being Jewish, I of course experienced the reverse sequence of being introduced to bagels, having real bagels first. Then being given <laughs> – no, I'm going to stop that. And then being given the horror that is Lender's Bagel later in life. Oy, Lender's, a travesty of carbs masquerading as a bagel. I shudder at the thought. <laughs> anyway, this is a really great email, by the way. That's that's, that's uh, lyrical. Uh, yeah, we're going to have – What is it? I, uh, Shunda of carbs masquerading yeah, yeah. as a bagel? <laughs> A travesty of carbs, although I wish it did say Shonda. We're going to get, by the way, in this email to a little dialogue, so keep it open in front of you because I think we should play the parts. Anyway, like most people with their particular ethnic food, every Jew is an expert on bagels and what constitutes a real bagel. Hence the following experience and conversation I had with my mother years ago. I had picked up a variety of bagels at a local bakery and brought them over to my mother's house. We sat down to eat some. I pulled out a raisin bagel from the bag and offered her one. This is where you play his mom. Okay. Um, uh, looking at our nose at the offending object and pointing at it. It's not a bagel. That's not how I interpret that line. Can I give you some notes? I take that because she says, that, she said, is not a bagel. I think it I got to hit the that, right?
3: Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I got confused because there was some stage direction in the middle of the <laughs> quote. Yeah. Um, See, it's tough. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> from the top. Okay. okay, everyone, first position. That is not a bagel. I don't know what? why she talks like the pubescent <laughs> kid from The Simpsons.
0: <laughs> Sir, please don't harass <laughs> the fast food speaker.
3: Remember that <laughs> when <laughs> these come out of my pay. He drops a taco in the fryer or something, and he keeps trying to pick it back out because it comes out of his pay. Ow, ow. That is not a bagel. What do you mean it's not a bagel? It's definitely not a bagel. Okay, Ma, please explain. In this world, there are only four types of bagels. Egg? It's also weird that she mispronounces. Bagel. In this world, there are only four types of bagels. Egg, plain, poppy seed, and sesame. Everything else is a pale, goyish imitation. Who puts sweet things in bagels? Raisins, blueberries. And don't get me started with the whole wheat bagels. Are bagels supposed to be healthy? No. White flour only. Four types. Tradition must be maintained.
4: There you go. Signed, Bob Stein. I want you to know that (laughs) that was amazing that was really well performed i'm so glad that you you actually considered my notes and also i want you to know that the, while you were doing that i'm not joking i it was like a parody of, like i was standing in the wings mouthing it along with you like just hoping that you just nailed it and you did it was oh, great i also solved two crimes while i was reading that <laughs> script well
3: oh just oh just now that's on top of the car yeah burglar yeah, wow yeah i am on fire today there go ban again
4: uh, <laughs>
3: That was Brannigan. That was Zap <laughs> Brannigan. By the way, I haven't thought of the Zap Brannigan character in a long time. That is a hell of a character.
4: Is that the character from Futurama? Yes, he's the kind yeah. of
3: doofy yeah. guy who's always trying to uh, date uh, Leela.
4: Not Leela. He's always trying to date the other woman on the show whose name I cannot think of right now. Okay. Anyway. Well, glad we got that out of the way. Yeah, no, um, I'm good. that was a great email from Bob Stein. Thank you, thank Bob you, Stein, Bob. who's also a contra-dancing instructor, by the way. <laughs> contra-dancing? Uh, and <laughs> <Now> that's... <laughs> uh, how Oy bay.
3: Um For this, we put you through private school? <laughs> uh, it's getting right on the edge of being anti-Semitic. Uh,
0: just when we think Luke might be out of offensive accents <laughs> here come the jews well
1: well bob gave his review and he said if you dropped it an octave and gave it a smoker's voice he nailed it yeah so
2: i don't think it's offensive if it was accurate
1: no, we, <laughs> we love bob stein because he is a gold star archivist
0: He's also He's on his fifth week. Really funny. He chimes in a, yes. on the Facebook page with some really great stuff on a regular basis. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. He's great. I do want to say that I agree with his Jewish mother about the bagels, except for she missed one. There's egg, plain, poppy seeds, sesame, and everything. She forgot the everything bagel.
0: I feel like in that in that world though, the everything bagel is just a a, a marriage of sesame and poppy.
1: Yeah, it's it's basically the drippings from when you're baking the bagels under the sheet. Because when they're rising, you put the the seasonings on or whatever the flavors, and then underneath it, it's all mixed up, and then you put that on the leftovers.
0: Right. I do love A little bagel
1: insider bagel baking. Leftover
0: bagels. So that's just an invention of not wanting to waste. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, give me an egg bagel. That's my favorite any day.
1: They're so good. Yep. Salt bagels are pretty good, too.
0: Well, I'm not going to turn down a salt bagel, obviously.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, another email from listener Emily in New Jersey, who after listening to the the found money episode, which is a Phyllis Fletcher tip from the Phyllis Fletcher Faves Week a couple of weeks ago,
1: mm-hmm.
0: looked up her name and found $500 that was owed to her.
2: That was so amazing. Yeah. I looked my name up and I didn't and I didn't find I didn't find I didn't find, find anything anything but I did find my brother's name for several things because he has a history of leaving jobs. Oh nice. <laughs> so he has all these old paychecks waiting for him. So I alerted him to that. He was really That's awesome. happy about it.
1: I just want to say that Emily could buy about sixty stickers.
0: <laughs> mm. I like it. Hint hint. <laughs> um also, I mentioned that Bob Rivers is in the Heart cover band mentioned earlier this week that doesn't feature either the sisters in harp. Uh, Heart.
1: That's really weird. It is really weird. That they do that.
0: Yeah. Um, we didn't mention it earlier in the week. I just forgot where it was in the show. But um, our version of that, where I was growing up in Western New York, uh, Lou Graham, the lead singer of Foreigner, the former lead singer of Foreigner, the original, is from my hometown. or At least he lives there now and he goes on the casino circuit once in a while. Uh, The band Foreigner, without him, replaced him and goes on the casino circuit once in a while. And I remember a weekend in Buffalo where Lou Graham was playing at the casino in Niagara Falls, and Foreigner, Sons Lou Graham, was playing at the casino in Niagara Falls, Ontario, the same night. Hmm. And so it was a battle of the Foreigners, A a binational Battle of the Foreigners (laughs) at two hotels that can, like, see each other over the water. (laughs) So, you know, weird things happen. I worked in the orchestra world for a long time before moving into the little world I'm in now. And you get a lot of these, the music of shows in the orchestra thing. So, like, once a year, it'd be like the music of Led Zeppelin for orchestra. It's not terrible, uh, but it is fun to watch all of those Zeppelin fans go to an orchestra concert.
2: <laughs> Do they change their clothes? The... No. To go to the orchestra? No. Yeah. The... No. Okay.
1: We had our the Seattle Symphony did the music of video games. Yep. We had a similar situation.
0: That shit sells out in every city it goes to. So mm-hmm. here's how that works. Uh, a, the, the, just the short version there'll be a conductor and that conductor works with a company that has all the charts for all this music and they go from city to city and they uh, just basically hire the local orchestra out to put on this show it's not part of the orchestra season usually it's a, it's a one off separate thing they hire the entire orchestra they bring the music 2,000 nerdy gamers come because they want to hear the Legend of Zelda music they mm-hmm. make a crap load of money and then they're gone the next day. It's like a carnival. They take their money and they run to the next yeah. city and they do it again. That, yeah, that video game. It's a good game, business model. Uh, I've, we've done it in Buffalo when I was there. It, it comes around here. It sells out every single time and people love it. Um,
2: I think I was dragged to a sure. Star Wars one at one point um, in college. Yeah.
0: Sometimes orchestras do the Star Wars one because that's actually at least like actual music. Right.
2: Yeah, it's orchestral. Um, but the
0: to musicians some hate it yeah. because these people went to Juilliard and yeah. other conservatories and they went to study their craft. <laughs> and then <laughs> for this weekend they're playing the most boring charts of this video game music. <laughs> they don't even rehearse it. They usually just show up and play it cuz, you know, good enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. Uh so if you want to rake in some money, find a niche music thing that doesn't have charts yet and and hit the road. Um, with that, I think that's our week. Oh, Friday! Just a one-liner that I almost forgot. Luke mentioned something about not paying his taxes, and Andrew just goes, "Oh, my little Wesley." Just a little Wesley Snipes mention, right?
2: What was he to? Oh, Wesley Snipes.
1: Oh. <laughs> I get it. Anyway.
0: Uh... With that, guys, that's our week in review. Uh, for housekeeping, you already mentioned a gold star on housekeeping and Bob Stein. Do we have anyone mm-hmm. else, Christy?
1: No, Jeremy thinks I need to cut it on the cooling and the shaming. He says that it's working in the short term, but in the long term, people are going to start dropping out.
0: Yeah, because you're becoming the ice lady. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> oh. So, thank you for everyone that's... <laughs> participating in the archive project. We are making a lot of progress. Keep up and the good Christy,
0: your yes. your firm iron fist comes from a place of love. And just wanting this project to be done because it's quite an undertaking. But everyone, thank yes. you for all of you who are helping us out. And if you're still interested and have not signed up yet, Christy's not as mean as she sounds it, no. and we still have weeks available. We'd love to have you. So yes,
1: we have a lot of weeks <laughs> left. We're we're just now in two thousand twelve. Come on over so. and
0: talk to us. Um
2: yeah and it's fun to do. Yeah. It's really fun to listen back to old shows. So
1: Meredith has, has done no? a couple weeks. So she's And she's ordered stickers. Yeah, my, my third, no. Everyone should be like yeah. Meredith.
2: I was order number 00002. <laughs> yep.
0: um, I had an early order, too, and my stickers aren't here yet. But I'll blame my crappy mailman really? and okay. uh, the fact that they're coming from across the country. Yeah. All right, folks. If you want stickers or you want to help with the project... Or anything else, join us on a Saturday show. Fill out the form at littleredbandwagon.com. Find us on Facebook at little red bandwagon, and in the Stens page, I'm at R.L. Pape on Twitter. Mike, not here today, but still in our hearts as always. At Drew McFrizz, and I mainly mainly because we all, you know, eat a steady cheese diet. Christy, as mm-hmm. in Kissy Eyes K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. Meredith Mayhan, Meredith underscore Mayhan. And on Facebook, where you can creep her and be her friend, because she likes strangers. Jeremy, producer, <laughs> thank you, Jeremy, for producing the Saturday show for me in my busy week. He's at Dadstronaut, the show Twitter's at LRB Podcast. Email us, littleredbandwagon@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Voicemails and texts at 802-432-TBTL. And if you haven't gotten enough Christy yet, and how could you? Tune in to the latest Nerd Out Loud taped Live on the road to Green Bay with Mike and Joellen McCauley. The Big
1: Apple, Green Bay.
0: The the Apple City. <laughs> the Big Apple. Uh, wherein Joellen tells us uh, how she's on track to become a cuddle slut.
1: Yes, and paid for it.
0: Right. Right. Well, that's it's, that's yeah. a that's a cuddle whore, actually. Because cuddle right. sluts don't get paid. Right. Cuddle whores do. That's right,
1: a, they just do it for the right. fun of it. Uh,
0: so if you're looking for a good time, and by a good time I mean platonic, no naughty touch cuddling, listen in to nerd <laughs> out loud and find out how you can uh, elic- solicit the services of Joellen. Uh, and with that, I think we've said enough, Christy.
1: Okay. Until next time, we love you, Emily.
0: We love you, Emily. Oh, we love you, Emily. Like that.
1: From the pasta we make to the lasagna we bake. La, la la wishing you happy birthday birthday what's it like it's like family and friends at the olive garden in the true italiano way hey hey, hey. if you're looking for some fun or hospitaliano have a happy happy day happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible right oh, i great. probably messed it up don't shirt chat me
3: <laughs> christy you nailed it